tuning in. This is episode number 189. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. So uh, today I want to uh, just share a few quick thoughts uh, on something that's uh, struck me uh, recently in my own study, and I just want to kind of pass on uh, some of that reflection on to you. Um, don't really have anything very specifically prepared, but I have some thoughts. So we'll just go with that and see uh, how how it goes. So um, if you are familiar with the book of Job, you are then probably just as likely familiar with the difficulty of the book. Um, if you haven't taken the time to read through Job, I would I do recommend it, um, as it is in the Bible, um, which I um, hold as a dear treasure. Um, and just to explicitly say it, um, I hold it to be the infallible, um, inerrant uh, word, written word of God. Um, depends on... Um, Maybe how you were brought up and what um, circles um, you may have questions on the strength, integrity, validity of the Bible. Uh, you may have concerns about its translation over time uh, from its original text. Um, I do not personally uh, wrestle with which translation um, I do notice as I read through many different translations, um, differences, uh, not in the integrity of the word, but in the rendering, um, there are some differences. And some translations in certain renderings I appreciate more than others. Um, in this that I'm currently um, going to be reading it, uh, portions of, it's the NIV, Um I enjoy that in its everyday language, but there are definitely some um, some renderings that I'm not a fan of how how they are uh, rendered. I keep saying that word; um, it's the only one that really comes to mind. So, um, but I have an appreciation for um, many translations, um, I, but I trust the integrity of God's word, um, and uh, I would say that it is uh, without fail, it is 100% trustworthy, um, and it is our anchor that keeps us steadfast in, in our understanding of uh, the pursuit of God. Um, so I, that's important um, because if you venture out into um, waters that um, aren't... Uh, readily defined, um, you can use the Word of God, the Bible, as a, as a buoy, as a, uh, as a map for the integrity of what you're seeing or experiencing. Um, if it violates God's Word, His written Word, then throw it out. Um, 
what your your conclusion, my conclusion, if it violates God's word, it's of no value. Um, likewise, if if a, uh, a f- what we'll call a faith um, or uh, some you know a, perhaps you may say a denomination um, or a supposed um, Christian uh, a sect or some along the lines if it if it compromises the validity and the truthfulness of scripture then it's heresy it's um, it's misappropriating um, the truth substituting it for lies so um, we must hold to the integrity of the word of God and and hold it in highest esteem uh, never forgetting though keep this in mind never forgetting the voice of the author himself uh, we're speaking I'm speaking there of God um, we can get lost in the words on the page, forgetting the one who authored the words on the page. Uh, Jesus himself said to the religious leaders of his of his day, "You search for the you you search in the scriptures, uh, or you you or um, you put your faith in the scriptures, thinking that in them there is life, but it it was he." standing in front of them who was life himself um, and so we can we very much can get lost in the words um, failing to appropriate the intimacy that can be found um, with the author of the words so never lose sight of that but always hold on to the integrity, the trustworthiness of Scripture, of the Bible. I did not plan for that sidetrack, but um, it is of infinite importance, so I do want to be explicit. Now, back to Job. Um, I do recommend it, um, and it is a very difficult book to read. Uh, that is because um, it causes you to, to wrestle, grapple with many difficult concepts in understanding how God can do things. That's probably a terrible uh, sentence, but um, when, we, when you read of what happens to Job, um, you, will, you will see these uh, scenarios that unfold to him and uh, explicitly in the book um, it's at the acknowledgement the um, authorization if you will of God so it's very difficult to navigate but navigate it you must and ask questions of it uh, you must and in doing so you open a, a dialogue with the Lord to try to help you navigate it by way of His Holy Spirit. Uh, so this is something that's necessary. And it is when we ask tough questions and wrestle with difficult um, ideas and concepts, it's when we find clarity 
um, in some ways, and in some times there is a continuous um, dance of trying to navigate the difficulties that we read, that we experience, um, face in each of our own lives. But nonetheless, Job um, experiences many difficult trials in his life, and in at the end of these difficulties, he's trying himself to navigate uh, what's happened. And he has these friends, these three friends who have names, and they try to help him, uh, it seems, navigate the why behind what all is happening. And um, these friends uh, spend a number of chapters dialoguing with Job. Um there is a, 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 a last or a fourth uh, friend, and um, he, uh, he goes by the name of Elihu, and um, he comes in towards the end and has some dialogue with Job. Now, just so, just kind of wrapping, trying to wrap this up. Um, the thing that I do want you to to realize or recognize, if you haven't before, uh, maybe you have, and that's great, um, is I, we oftentimes, I've heard this said in many instances where things are um, quoted or used as used in Scripture as... Um, Proof texts may not be the best words, but um, the established thoughts based on certain passages in the book of Job. Um, I would caution you to do this. And um, this is namely, and I think fairly explicitly, um, because after this discourse happens between Job's friends and himself, God finally chimes in in chapter 38. And it says, Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, and here is an example of how I'm not crazy about the the way this is rendered uh, in the NIV. But uh, this is what I have in front of me, so nonetheless, this is what we will use. Uh, Verse 2, Who is this, God says, that obscures my plans with words without knowledge. Um, I think off the top of my head, I believe um, other translations, the ESV maybe in in New King James, um, says uh, who utters words without knowledge. Um, I think that's how that's said in other translations, which I I think I like better. obscuring my plans just um i don't know how that sits with me but um it uh i think that 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 sentence basically who is who is using words without wisdom or knowledge this should make us then question the validity of all of the previous dialogues between job and um, and his friends, his three friends. And God begins to 
correct Job in a very uh, firm, strong way, reminding Job uh, that he is um, but a man who hasn't the slightest idea of matters far more grand than himself. He he doesn't have a clue, and God um, begins to remind him of that. And Job quickly, I think, sees that to be the case. But my caution then is careful what we draw as conclusions out of any of those dialogues that they have because um, God here questions um, the words being uttered absent of knowledge. Okay, so that's one thing I want you to to notice. Um, another thing that I do want you to notice is, remember we mentioned uh, Elihu, this fourth friend um, who comes on the scene, and and he has some issues uh, against Job, but um, importantly, um, I do want to to notice that God doesn't God doesn't have a rebuke of him. So I, I have some um, some freedom there, maybe as a result of that, to take a little more seriously what he says. Um, then that's another point, um, and I want to then lastly just mention something that um, that God says. Uh, well, two things, if I can close them out. Um, Job, at the end of all of his um, dialogue with with Job, um, God tells God tells Job that he is angry. Uh, he says, "I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth." Um, so, and just to clarify, he says this to Eliphaz. I was trying to, in the moment, I was trying to do the math. I was like, "Wait, he had three friends. Why is it two friends?" Um, he said this to Eliphaz. So this is one of Job's friends. So he says, "I am angry." God said, "I am angry with you." And your two friends, because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So God distinguishes the fact that Job spoke more truth about God than the three friends did. So that should really be red flagging us. We ought to be very cautious about what we believe to be true about God based on what they say. That doesn't mean that it's all wrong. But it definitely doesn't mean that it's all right. So we must be careful um, with that. Um, now, um, a big point I want you to catch is, so God tells Eliphaz to, this is chapter 42, verse 8, So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. 
you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. And then you you go on, verse 9, they do this thing, they do what the Lord told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. So they offer their sacrifices as instructed, and Job intercedes for them on their behalf. Now that's a, that's a powerful thing to consider. Um, old covenantal law, we see Job interceding, asking God to have mercy and uh, show mercy and um, forgiveness for their, we'll call it sin, for their folly. Um, This should really resound with us the significance and importance of intercession. Uh, It should... It should really thunder to us how important intercession is and can be. Um, it's something that I know myself. I don't. Um, of course, I'll pray for people um, as they come to mind, or um, whatever the case may be. But um, I know myself. Even it's something that I, I don't. I feel often appreciate the magnitude of what's possible inside of intercession, uh, interceding to God on behalf of someone else. Um, And just think, this was under an old covenant. We know that um, in Scripture we can read that the, I think it's Hebrews, the new covenant is a better covenant with better promises. And so how much more is there available inside of this better covenant with better promises? Um, That should then stress the importance even more of intercession and what is even more capable within the framework of intercession. Um, So um, I I want you to really grasp that concept uh, ponder on it, um, and the the last thing, and I'm I was trying to find it here. Um, it's uh, also in chapter forty two, and I think you know many of us will ask the question: Why in the world did this happen? Why did God allow all of this tragedy in Job's life? Uh, you know, it almost appears as though, you know, God was just making some wager with, against Satan, and and that's what the point of it all. Uh, well, no, that's um, it's not that. And if you're asking the question, that's good. It should be a question that you ask. And I think the answer is in the book. Um, it's it, it's found in um, verse five of Job forty-two. The purpose. I have come to conclude in all of that that, that which happened to Job. Um, it says, verse 5, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. I think that's the point of it all. God, yes, God established um, his... His trust in Job, he established against the adversary, uh, Satan, 
um, his insufficiency and inability and his um, incorrectness. Um, but even greater than that, even greater than it, even greater than um, a, a correction, a, a re-identifying of, of the truthfulness of God as, he, as God corrects Job and his friends to, to better understand who he is, the, the greater reality that is found inside this experience is that Job now um, has been shown God. Um, he has, it was as though he knew about him, but now he knows him. And so there's a, there's a reality brought into uh, uh, intimacy, into knowing that Job didn't know before. And, and so that makes it all worth, worthwhile. It's difficult in the trials and uh, the loss, um, but even greater than the loss and the trials is an increased awareness of, of God, an increased knowing in intimacy, in, in, um, in personhood uh, of God in, by way of fellowship and encounter. So I hope that gives you some things to think on uh, with the book of Job as it's a difficult one. Um, but uh, I pray it's a bless, blessing, and uh, thanks for taking that time with me, and we'll see you on the next one. God bless. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for